0: If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies. So as we are approaching the end Of 2021, I thought it would be a good idea to start thinking about everything that we're looking forward to manifest for the new year. And I wanted to give you some of my best tips for manifesting your best life in 2022. Now for me, stepping into a new year with the right type of energy is all about reflecting positively on where you've just come from. Okay, now it's not that we want to dwell too much on the past, but we want to kind of look at the year that we've just had and reflect on how far we've already come and all of the amazing things that we've already manifested over the course of the previous year. Because what we're doing here is we're looking for evidence that the universe has already been supporting you and is going to continue to support you in the year moving forwards. Now, Admittedly, my 2021 has been a bit of an up and down year. I've not really spoken too much about this on the podcast, and it's something that I definitely want to share more about, perhaps in the new year, and really get vulnerable with you guys about my 2021 because it's actually been quite a challenging year for me, and there's been lots of ups and downs. And it's probably been one of the most difficult years that I've had. Um, in quite a long while. Um, fortunately, on the business side of things, that's all been amazing. And actually, my business has continued to grow and to thrive. And there has been some pretty incredible things that I've manifested over this year. But this year definitely hasn't been without its challenges. Now, to step into the new year and to dwell on the things that have gone wrong in the previous year is not to step into the new year with the right type of energy. So what I want you to do first is I want you to look over the course of the last 12 months, and I want you to search for all of the amazing things that you have experienced, things that you've manifested into your life. Um, These could be within a business capacity, relationship capacity, finances, your health, maybe your friendships, Um, maybe just seeing a shift in who you've been, been becoming. Maybe you've really started to deepen your spiritual practice and to really be able to connect with yourself, your higher wisdom on a much deeper level. So I want this to be how you start your new year is a reflection of everything that has been amazing for you over the last 12 months. Because guess what, ladies, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. And obviously, that's what we want for 2022. We want for all of the good things that are currently happening in your life to just get better and better and better. It's that snowball effect. I caught myself the other day complaining about everything that had gone wrong over the course of this last year and kind of getting in a bit of a negative downward spiral when it came to the last 12 months. And I realized very, very quickly that this isn't serving me. You know, for me, if I want to change the narrative into next year, if I want to create my best year ever in 2022, I have to stop talking about everything that went wrong in 21 and really just focus on all of the amazing things that did happen. So this is what I would encourage you to do too. Spend a little bit of time, get your notepad, get your journal, and just write one page of everything that was amazing over the last year. Now, let's talk about goals and the things that you're looking to manifest for 2022, and actually getting clear on what those things are. When it comes to manifesting, clarity around our desires is the first step in the process. We have to let the universe know exactly what we want. We want to get specific on the details of our desires. And something that I often get asked about is how do we split up our desires in terms of the short-term goals, the long-term goals? You know, if we're looking to manifest certain things, obviously there's, there's things that we want to manifest and we think they're going to come a lot sooner. And then there's other bigger things that we're looking to manifest, which we perhaps anticipate will take a lot longer. So how do we, when it comes to sort of mapping out our desires for that year ahead, How do we sort of break these goals and these desires up? And the way that I like to approach this is actually by having different vision boards um, and different journaling practices. And depending on whether my goal is a short-term, medium-term, or long-term goal will depend on how I approach these, these rituals. So let's say, for example, with my vision boards, I have a vision board that I will create each month for things that I look, I'm looking to manifest within the space of that month. And this is what I refer to as my short term vision board. Okay. So it's things for the month ahead. And you could perhaps go even shorter than this. You could do a weekly vision board if you've got the appetite for that. But the idea is, is you've got something, a visual representation of the things that you are looking to manifest within a pretty short amount of time. So it might be you're looking to manifest, let's say, a certain income goal over the space of the next month. Maybe it's a big life transition, such as quitting your job. Maybe you are doing a launch within your business and you have certain goals for that. Maybe it's certain opportunities you want to manifest in the next month. Okay, so everything that you're looking to manifest in the short term, having that on its own individual vision board. And then doing the same for medium term and long term. So for me, medium term would be looking more towards the year mark. So what am I looking to manifest over the course of the next year? And then the long-term vision board for me would be my ultimate vision board. So these are all of the big lofty dreams, the big things I'm excited to look forward to in my future. But I know that they're probably not gonna happen within the next month or you know the next year. You know, these are much more in my long-term vision. Okay. So one of these things for me is one day I would absolutely love to have, to own a ski chalet in the mountains. Okay. And in terms of the growth of my business and where I project that to be, that's more in my five-year goals um, sort of timeline at the moment. Okay. So that's something that I would put on my long-term ultimate vision board. Now, how I would utilize these vision boards when it comes to manifesting my goals in 2022, I would focus on the the shorter term goals, the things I'm looking to manifest more quickly. These are the things I would give my most attention to. So let's let's take my monthly vision board I want to make sure I'm giving as much energy as possible to really kind of create momentum towards these immediate goals by looking at my vision board and journaling on these desires pretty frequently. So I'm talking about on a daily basis. So I would be looking at that vision board daily and I would make sure I'd be journaling around those specific goals daily, because this focus and this energy that you're giving to these Desires and these goals, they're creating this snowball effect. So this is very relevant for those things that you know you're you're wanting to create lots of momentum around. So for example, when I am, let's say for example, I'm in the run-up to a launch within my business, I am very, very tunnel-visioned on that particular goal. Okay, so it's not to say that my other goals don't matter anymore but I'm very much laser focused in on the particular desire that I'm looking to manifest. The thing that's for me, that's taking the most priority in my life right now. Now, when it comes to these short term goals, what I try and do is whenever I have a free moment, I try and focus my thoughts on that particular goal. And when I'm thinking about that desire, I'm thinking about, I've already achieved it. I'm already there. I'm imagining how it would feel that moment, you know, a month later, when I finally hit that milestone. Okay, so I'm stepping into that version of me who's already achieved that goal. And that's really important. We want to look at our desires and goals, not from a hoping or wanting or wishing, but from a place of, I already have this, from a place of abundance, rather than a place of lack. Okay, so any free moment, I would think about that goal. And I would think this is already mine. Now, for the longer term goals, so the medium term goals and the long term goals, I would still make sure I'm coming back to those desires. You know, they're not completely forgotten about, but it may be that I don't focus on them as regularly. So it may be that for the medium term goals, it's every couple of days I'm reminding myself of what I'm wanting to achieve over the next year. For the long term goals, maybe that's on a weekly basis. What I like to do is, on a Sunday, typically it will happen on a Sunday, I would like to have sort of a longer, more relaxing mindset session. And this is really where I kind of reconnect with my bigger vision for my life. You know, I allow myself to dream big. I allow myself to get excited and think about all of those things I've got to look forward to in my future. Now, typically with any of our desires, the reason why we don't have those things right now is often because we are experiencing some sort of belief that is out of line with that desire. So there's a part of us that doesn't believe that we can have that, or there's other limiting beliefs that are in the way of us and that goal. Now it tends to be that the goals that we set for ourselves, the desires that we map out that are shorter term desires, it tends to be that these are, we have a stronger belief about these happening. Okay, We have a stronger belief that we are able to get there. The longer term desires, these tend to be the things that there is a lot more belief work to do around these desires. So for example, for me talking about you know, my incredible chalet you know, that I want to manifest, I don't have a belief right now that that can happen for me within the next month. I am not in full expectation that that is going to happen for me within the next month. So I know that there's work to do there, and this is definitely work that I've already started doing. So it's coming back to my mindset around money, my beliefs around money, my beliefs around my worth and working hard and things needing to take a long time and to come with the struggle. You know, it's funny how these beliefs that we often unravel when we start doing the mindset work They often will meet us again every time we come to up-level, okay? So I've already done a lot of work around my beliefs around money and worthiness and working hard, but it's funny how when I think of, you know, an even grander, bigger manifestation such as the the ski chalet, a lot of those beliefs kind of meet me there again, okay? And so this is why the mindset work is never done because every time we up-level, we will unravel a new set of beliefs. But the point I'm getting at here is that the belief work obviously needs to be tackled because your desires and your goals, as I said, if you've not got them in your life right now, perhaps a big part of that is because there's a belief that is holding you back. So you have to be willing to do the work to identify exactly what those beliefs are. Now, this I would say is perhaps the part of the process of manifesting that is the heaviest it's the part that doesn't feel so fun. It doesn't feel so high vibe, because what we're doing is we're really sort of digging into ourselves, into our pasts, into our past wounds, and finding out the parts of ourselves that, you know, are really keeping us playing small, you know, limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, you know, that, that voice that's telling us, You can't do this, you're not good enough. We're bringing all of that to the surface. And often when we go through that process, it can feel quite heavy. And so often when people think about, you know, they step into the new year and they're like, yes, I'm going to hit this new year and it's going to be the best year ever. And they kind of just expect everything to be great. And of course, it can be amazing and it can be beautiful. But you have to be willing to go deep and to do this work as well. And that's the part that not everybody is always prepared for. And I think a big reason why people give up on their goals or you know, they decide that, oh, maybe I was just dreaming too big or, you know, it doesn't matter if I don't manifest this, you know, I'm okay with what I've got or, you know, they just allow their desires and goals to just fall away. I think it's because they get to this part of the process and, they don't fully commit to it. Or perhaps they don't even get to this part of the process at all, right? You know, they just think about the goal and just want it to happen and focus more on action-taking rather than the internal stuff, okay? But this is the part that really can't be left out. Now, something that I think I actually want to create a standalone episode on in the new, new year is it's a reminder for you. I don't want you to get stuck the digging phase, you know, the the belief work phase. Or, you know, I don't want this phase to stop you from moving forwards into other phases. So what I mean by this is quite often I, I see people, they start to really start to pull apart their belief system and go into old wounds and their childhood and things that they've experienced. And of course, you know, we do need to bring stuff to the surface to fully heal those things but they get so weighed down by it all that they forget there are more steps beyond your beliefs. Okay? Something particularly that I found has been very powerful for my journey has been the identity work. So stepping into that version of me who already has all of my desires. And of course, that work is much more fun. It's much more creative. It's much more forward thinking and looking at your amazing future rather than dwelling and digging into the past. And so it's not to say that the belief work and digging work is not important. Of course it is. But don't get stuck there, okay? Allow yourself to still move forward with the energy work, the identity work, who you're being, you know, taking that inspired action. Because we could be digging at our, you know, into our past and pulling ourselves apart and dissecting our beliefs. We could be doing that process for years and years and years. And of course, you know, that would be healing those beliefs, great. But would we necessarily be moving forwards towards our desires? You know, sometimes digging too much can actually hold us back. And as I said, I I perhaps want to do a standalone episode on this because I do think it's really important. And I, I think sometimes there is too much emphasis on the belief work and not enough focus on the identity and who you're becoming. Okay. So definitely look at your beliefs, identify what's going on for you and start to do the work to really then transform those beliefs. But then let's talk about this identity work. Because as I said, like this is probably my favorite part of the process because it is fun. It's all about connecting with that version of you that already has her desires. Who would she show up as today, right now? And the reason why I say it's fun is because you can almost get playful with this. You can almost create for yourself an alter ego, you know, a persona where, you know, you get to sort of step into this version of you, even if it's just for one day. Okay. And the reason why I think this works so well, creating this persona, is because sometimes when we feel like we're stepping out as ourselves, we feel really vulnerable, right? You know, we, we want to kind of shield ourselves from criticism or judgment. Whereas let's say you decide, okay, I'm going to be the persona of let's say the super successful coach you know the super successful wealthy abundant coach that's already running an amazing business that's who i'm going to show up as today and maybe as part of stepping into this persona you have um you know you have a special prop that you wear maybe it's a particular pair of shoes you put on a particular dress maybe you wear like a bright red lipstick something that just makes you feel fabulous right And you kind of use this prop as a way to identify you stepping into this persona. And you can be playful with it. You're playing a role. You're playing a character. Allow yourself to just, you know, get into this role and just try her on for size, even if it's just for one day. And I find that when you do that, because you kind of are, I don't want to say hiding behind this persona, but you're kind of, you've got this almost like as a safety net. You know, it often feels easier to step into that identity. Now, people often say, you know, the phrase, fake it until you make it. But actually, I don't think this is necessarily true, because I don't think we're faking anything. Because if we can identify who we want to become, and we can see that person within very clearly, even if we don't have the confidence to be that person right now, Even if we don't feel worthy enough to be that person or whatever other bullshit that we're telling ourselves, the fact that we can connect and identify with that person is a sign that that is who we are meant to be. Okay, so it's not about becoming somebody you're not or faking it, you know, faking this new identity. It's really about tapping into who you really are, starting to gradually peel back the layers and stepping into who you are always, you've always meant to be, you know, who you were born to be, the fact that you can see that person and visualize that person and think to yourself, that's who I would love to be. If you're saying to yourself, I would love to be more confident, it's because you as you are meant to be is that confident person. You wouldn't have that desire if it wasn't meant for you, if it wasn't already yours, okay? So trust that desire of that identity, that woman you want to be. Trust you have that because that's who you already are. And you can start to gradually step into that identity by just playing the role, having fun with it. Okay. Try this just for one day. I've got a little exercise for you actually. So spend sort of, you know, half an hour tops writing out the version of you that you are becoming, the person that you want to be. And I want you to start reading back to yourself that version every single night before you go to bed. Or well, let's just try it for one day to begin with, you know, tonight or whenever, or let's say it's December the 31st, so you're stepping into 2022, reading that version of yourself back to you, maybe even front of the mirror to give it a little bit more power. And then in that morning, the next day, when you wake up, your role is this new identity. You are just trying to emphasize. You're being playful with it. You know, you're just going with the flow. It's just a little exercise. It's a little challenge you're setting yourself. It's a little game. And see how that affects your energy. And I want you to think about how you show up, how you communicate with people, how you hold yourself, what you are available for, what you're not available for, what you say yes to, what you say no to. Whenever you kind of take an action or say something or have a discussion, be mindful of who is the woman I'm becoming and how would she show up in this moment. And again, just be playful, have fun with it. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the action that you take as you move towards your goals and desires in 2022. So often people focus on action in the wrong kind of way because the very sort of traditional approach to goal setting is very much about setting a goal and getting it done. It's like, these are the steps that I've got to take to get to where I want to be. It's this very much linear approach to goal setting, which is very much a masculine way of thinking. You know, masculine energy is very much, this is my goal, this is what I've got to do to get there, and I've just got to keep doing and keep working and keep on taking action until I get to that goal. And for some people, that can work for them very well, but typically, For women who are too much in their masculine, it means that maybe they get to the goal, but they get to the goal and they feel burnt out because of how they've acted in terms of getting to that goal. Or maybe they don't get to the goal at all. Maybe they experience burnout or exhaustion before they get to that goal. Maybe they completely give up on the goal because they get just so disillusioned with the process. They're like, this isn't worth it. If it's so much of a struggle and so much hard work, maybe I'm just setting the bar too high. Okay, so it's really thinking about the inspired action you take towards your desires. The emphasis has to be on feeling good because ultimately everything that we manifest is based on how we feel right now. Okay. How are you feeling in this moment? Is what you are doing making you feel amazing? Is it making you feel your highest version of you? Or are you doing something because you feel like you should be doing it? Are you doing things that you just really don't enjoy and you find that they drain your energy and they, you know, they make you feel crappy? like think about the action that you're taking, because I promise you, if you are taking action from a place of feeling good, you will need to take a lot less action to get to where you want to be. Okay? And I say this because often I, well, in fact, every year I will always, since I've been running my business, I've always set financial goals for myself. And it's been really interesting that the years that, well, the past few years when I've really kind of set really quite big, lofty financial goals are actually the years when I've taken the least action. Now, this isn't to say that I haven't done anything, of course not, but the action that I have taken, it's felt easy, it's felt fun, it's felt joyful, it's felt light, and I'm not caught up in the being busy for busy's sake. I'm not doing things just to kind of prove that, oh yeah, I'm working hard at this and I deserve this because I'm putting the hours in. I've really sort of taken a step back from a lot of the things within my business that I didn't need to be doing. And I started to really step into the role of who I know that I'm meant to be, the role of the leader and the, you know, more really focused on Preserving my energy, you know, allowing myself the time to be with my family and the time that I need for self care. And so I found that by really doing less, I've actually been able to manifest more. And this is really important because when it comes to goals, so often the emphasis is on the doing rather than the being. You could be taking lots and lots of action, but if you're taking that from a place of feeling drained, you know, feeling lacking confidence, feeling low self-worth, feeling not good enough, any action that you take, it's going to feel like an uphill struggle. Before you take any action, your first priority should always be to how you are feeling. So let's say, for example, let's say you are, one of your goals is to write a book, for example. If you were to just sit at your desk and let's say you were feeling really uninspired, really tired, you'd had a really rubbish day and you know, you're know you thinking, I just don't want to do this. This is the last thing that I want to do, but I've set this goal for myself for 2022 to write a book. So I'm just going to do it. And then you sit down and it takes you two hours to write one sentence. Okay. Writer's block. This thing is real, right? And why is that? It's because you're trying to force things. You're trying to push things rather than trying to allow things, allowing that action to be inspired, to be easy. Now, something that I get asked is, well, it's all very well saying that if, you know, you've got all of the time in the world, but let's say you are in a full-time job and you've got certain goals you want to manifest and you come home from work and you don't necessarily feel the most inspired, the most high vibe. Yet you know that if you just keep saying to yourself, well, I'm not feeling inspired right now, therefore I won't do it. It will just never get done. And I completely appreciate this because when I was building my business, I of course was in a job that really sucked the life out of me. Yeah. I got up every morning and I came home every evening and I sat down to work on my business. Of course, the morning was actually fine. I I loved getting up in the morning, The evenings were a bit of a shocker because, you know, I wanted to spend time with my my partner and you know I wanted to just relax. But of course, I knew I had this passion for my business and I knew that that's what I wanted to be doing. So, how did I shift myself into that place of inspired action rather than feeling I was just forcing it? And this is something that doesn't need to take very long. In fact, it can literally just take one minute. And it's first of all. Identifying what is the thing for you? What is your ritual that can help you quickly flip the switch on how you're feeling? Now, I used to think (laughs) that my thing was, oh, I'll just zone out a little bit. I'll watch a bit of TV and that will make me feel amazing. Now, things like watching TV, you know, binge watching your favorite series, it perhaps does make you feel good in that moment, but it typically only lasts whilst you're watching that show, okay? And once the show is finished, maybe you feel even more tired. You know, you're back to where you were previously. So it's almost like this false hit of feel good factor whilst you're watching your favorite show. But what we're really doing here is we are zoning out rather than tuning in. Okay, so we're not necessarily tapping into our highest vibration. We're just kind of completely zoning out instead. We're just avoiding dealing with what we're how we're feeling. We're, you know, we're just kind of pushing those negative emotions under the carpet a little bit for a short period of time. So watching, you know, TV or whatever may not necessarily be the best solution here. What I realized is that I could get myself back into feeling inspired, feeling motivated, honestly, just through a couple of minutes of meditation. Or I would Spend, let's say five minutes or so just visualing, visualizing about where I wanted to go, my long-term goals, you know, getting excited about my bigger vision. And doing that, I wasn't zoning out, I was really tuning in. I was connecting with myself, with my desires, I was, you know, being silent, not consuming information. I was just focusing on what was going on within me. So if you're feeling uninspired to take action, but you know that. The things, there's the things that you do need to get done to get to where you want to go. Give that a go. Find what your ritual is. It might be meditating, it might be journaling, it might be visualizing, it might be putting music on and just dancing around like a crazy person for, you know, two minutes. Whatever it is, find your thing and then get yourself to that place where you feel good, where you're feeling better, and then start to take the action from that place because then that action is going to feel inspired. It's going to feel easier. It's going to feel more light. It's going to feel more joyful. And guess what? You will take need to take a lot less action to get you to where you want to be. I would often do this when I was writing my book. I would do my ritual and then I would sit down to write and I would find that I would just write streams and streams of consciousness. My words would just flow out onto the page and it would be fun, it would be easy. And, you know, I could get so much done in such a short space of time. So I'm going to wrap this episode up and I'm going to come back to my tips for manifesting your best life in 2022 in next week's episode, because I've got lots more that I want to chat with you guys about. But let me know if you've got any questions from this episode. Um, I am pretty excited for next year and I hope you guys are too. Um, I'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your week. Lots of love, ladies. I'll speak with you soon. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance, and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.